This is Truth Pop. This is Truth Pop. Connecting Christ into culture. Have you ever said this to yourself before? You wish that life could just be like a cakewalk, you know? Life could be super simple and have no suffering, no problems whatsoever. Yeah, we obviously wish life could be a cakewalk because we literally are cake. Jake and Kathy, that young adult married couple connecting the faith, connecting Christ into culture. And uh, Kathy, you love this song we're going to be talking about. Yeah, it's called Don't Give Up On Me by Andy Grammer. It's a very emotional, um, deep song, but simple at the same time. I think I think I should probably just like start this out by saying that you love Andy Grammer's music in general. Oh, yeah. I've seen him twice in concert. He's just a really great artist. His lyrics are always... Um, very authentic and genuine and very catchy, not to mention. I have to say, I think this is my all-time favorite Andy Grammer song. Yeah? And I, I don't know. I think that there's just so much to take from it. I'm just so moved by the lyrics. I'm especially moved by when he says, I'll reach my hands out in the dark and wait for yours to interlock. I'll wait for you. I'll reach my hands out in the dark and wait for yours to interlock away for you. I think it just really shows that trust, um, that trust that he has in that other person that they're going to come through for him. Even in the darkness, you know, when, when we're going through something hard, a difficult moment, and things are not clear, we we reach out and we we ask for someone's help and and we trust that they're going to be there. This song I think is really a good example of how we're supposed to persevere and I think Andy Grammer is setting the song up to be uh, really about perseverance in marriage because we can safely assume in this song that he's you know telling his spouse that he's not going to give up like even when things get difficult in the marriage. Uh, in the relationship, he's not going to just, you know, back out whenever it's convenient for him. And I mean, that's such a, a great example of of what marriage really is supposed to be about. And I, I mean, we can look around at our culture and we just, I mean, I know that it's kind of a joke, right? Like when you look at the um, the Hollywood columns or you look at the National Enquirer, I don't know if that's still around, but you, you see those stories about, oh, that couple just broke up and they were married literally three weeks ago. But what a great example it is that he's willing to be in a marriage and not call it quits. Yeah, I think he really shows the beauty that marriage is really a death to yourself. I yes. love when he says, I will fight for you. I always do until my heart is black and blue. And then he says, I'm not giving up. No, not yet. Even when I'm down to my last breath. That really makes me think about Jesus on the cross and the crucifixion right before he died. Mark chapter 15, verse 37, with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. Jesus died for his bride, the church. And Andy Grammer explains that marriage is about a death to yourself, even if you are close to 
to dying, maybe not physical death, right? But right. you know, with with suffering, with marriage, it can be very taxing and hard. But but we keep going. We persevere out of love because that is what love is. Love is sacrifice. Love is death to yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we all like to think of love as a cheery feeling, something that just makes us feel good. And again, I think that's why we have this idea of marriage supposed, you know, we, we have it in our minds, I think, especially people in Hollywood, because their marriages don't last so long. They just have it in their minds that, oh, it's supposed to just be all about the big fancy wedding. You know, it's all about, you know, having everyone over and we're just going to have a big celebration. And then, yeah, let's just assume that nothing bad is going to happen. And, yeah, you know, if, if something bad does happen, well, we can get out. And, Kathy, you remember, we are on our honeymoon mm-hmm. Right, and so we were, we honeymooned in San Diego at this really nice beach resort, and we decided to kind of crash the wedding. Right, like we were sitting along the beach and saw that there was an outdoor wedding going on, so we started taking selfies of us just in the background of the wedding. But you know, as we started listening to what the bride was saying when she was making her vows in front of the entire. Uh, assembly. Do you remember what she said? She basically like said, yeah, yeah we might break up. Um, she said, I vow to be okay with divorce if that ever comes our way. <laughs> so like, she vowed that she was okay that the marriage would end, almost saying that she expected it to. Right. I think it probably came from a place of hurt. Um, maybe her parents were divorced and maybe she saw... Um, the difficulty that they went through. But just how sad is it sad. to not believe or trust in a marriage that it's going to work? And right at, during the weddings, during the vows, to yeah. to vow to be okay with breaking up. I mean, that's not romantic. I mean, she herself doesn't deserve that because obviously I would think her 13-year-old self wouldn't be dreaming of her wedding day saying that. But you're right, she's probably hurt. It, yeah, that's she's probably not... disenchanted with love itself. Exactly. We all want a love stronger than death. And we're given very poor examples with Hollywood and um, maybe our own experiences. Um, But that is what true marriage is about. It's about love that is stronger than death. And Father Simon, Father Rich Simon, he's actually the one who married us. And he says this a lot, that in scripture, you can literally substitute the word love with the word sacrifice. And just as yeah. you mentioned that, babe, like, I mean, it's not this like feel good, happy rainbow, unicorns and stars feeling like, no, love is literally like boots on the ground, you know, sprinting the last leg of that, you know, long race. It's hard. Like you're sweating, you're exhausted. I mean, think about those like families that have like, you know, the kids who are waking up in the middle of the night and, you know, they're crying and you get home from a long day of work and maybe like you yourself can relate to this. Like as a mom, like you're just so tired at the end of the day and then you got to take care of your kids. Well, that's an example of love. That's an yeah. example of sacrifice. And maybe sometimes like you feel like you are just like sprinting the last leg and can't go on anymore. And, you know, what a great uh, what a great example of a song, I think, to lean on saying, no, I'm not going to give up. This is not going to be the time where I, you know, decide to take the pit stop, pit stop and do the easy thing, you know, like keep running that race. And I think that our faith, babe, like gives us really, really, really great advice 
with the whole concept of redemptive suffering. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know about redemptive suffering. And this is something that I'm, you know, I wasn't really familiar with for a long time in my life. But the whole idea of redemptive suffering is that, you know, Jesus actually gives us suffering, not because he wants to see us suffer. Or he allows it. He allows us. I shouldn't say gifts. He allows suffering, not because he wants to see us suffer, but because he knows that something good can come out of it, right? So that's the, I mean, God really, his heart breaks when he sees the suffering. Yeah. So I, I shouldn't have said he gives us suffering. Like he allows it, um, but he, he gives us the opportunity to use suffering for a, a greater good, you know, basically to use the suffering on earth to get to heaven someday. So as Catholics, we believe redemptive suffering can be used, you know, in its proper place. So you know, whatever you are struggling with right now, give that to God and just make it a simple prayer saying, God, I give the suffering to you. And no matter how hard, no matter how much I want to give up right now, I'm going to offer the suffering up for you just as you suffered for me on the cross. And God takes that suffering and he makes it beautiful. You know, you can actually use suffering as a prayer for someone else. That's the beautiful thing about our Catholic faith. Like maybe someone you, someone you know in your life who's really, really, really suffering. Well, maybe that minor suffering you have to deal with, you know, giving up that extra hamburger or whatever it is, you know, use that little bit of suffering and God can really make good out of it. Yeah. And I think it's so true that just as Jesus suffered on the cross, he's suffering with us right now during whatever we're going through. And his heart breaks for us. Like you said, he feels that pain. He knows what it's like. And there was no greater suffering than what Jesus went through. And so when we unite that suffering with Jesus, when we give it to him, he can use that to redeem the world. There's no limit. And so when we recognize that and when we put our trust in the Lord that he can use whatever difficult thing we're going through, great things can happen. Sky's the limit. And we might not see it. We might be totally blind to it. And we might never see it, but we still have that trust. We have that trust that God is good and that he's going to make good out of all things. Even if it doesn't make sense. It's like, we may not necessarily understand. We probably wouldn't understand the suffering, but like it's that act of the will saying, yeah, God, I don't understand this, but I accept and I give it to you. Well, it makes sense in my own life when I look back during difficult times in my life, um, when I went through anxiety, depression, loneliness, unemployment, during those times, I had the most conversion. I um, started to live with my faith on fire it's it's really it really is a purification honestly yeah yeah Yeah. well and i i think that you know a lot of the saints recognized that suffering was honestly a sign of love from god like just imagine that take that into account like if you can see the suffering in your life as a sign that god really loves you that that's a sign that like you are really far along in your spiritual life jesus said this to saint padre pio beneath the cross one learns love and i do not give this to everyone but only to those souls who are dearest to me so you look at those like powerhouse saints those were some of the people who suffered the most mm-hmm. on earth like you look at saint mother teresa i mean she she hardly felt God's presence or God's love throughout her whole life. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people don't realize how much she suffered because she appeared to have so much joy, 
But that joy that was radiating from her, that was from God. Like, she did not feel good. She did not feel like things were honky-dory. And she talked about suffering. She said, yeah, I try to look at suffering as the kiss of Jesus. You know, just just imagining Jesus bending down from the cross and kissing me on the forehead. But then St. Mother Teresa would joke and say, sometimes I wish that Jesus would stop kissing me so much. <laughs> so, I mean, let's be real. Like, it was hard. Like, the suffering she went through was not easy. She went through dark night of the soul where she just felt so much darkness. But look where she is now. She's a saint. And she's she's crossed the finish line. And and that's the hope for you. That's the hope for me is that there is an end at the end of the tunnel. And we just got to keep getting there together. Yeah. And I think because St. Mother Teresa had dark night of the soul where she could not see the good that was coming from her suffering, but the fact that she still trusted, I think that's really what made her a great saint. The trust she had, despite how she felt and the suffering she went through. And the fact that we can see that our Savior went through the most immense suffering that mankind could ever go through, that gives us the courage to keep persevering. You know, you just picture Jesus on the cross, like you mentioned, Kathy. Jesus just literally bleeding, pouring out his blood for us on the cross. That gives us hope. And that is our reminder. That is our encouragement that we are not alone in our suffering. You are not alone in your suffering. If you're facing a financial difficulty or maybe like your friends are just not treating you right, or, you know, maybe you're going through a breakup in your relationships or uh, maybe a, a problem in your job, you might feel like you're alone. But those are the times to just think about Jesus on the cross and just think about how Jesus is on the cross for you. Like if you were the only person in the world, he would still be there up on that cross because he knew that your suffering uh, would be hard and he, he wanted to be there for you. So take that as an encouragement and also take this as encouragement too. There's a lot of scripture verses that you can ponder dealing with perseverance and in those times that you feel lost and you feel alone, maybe you feel like St. Mother Teresa. I, I love Philippians 3.14. It says, I, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Another great one, 2 Corinthians 4, 8, verse 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And this one I especially love, Proverbs 24, verse 16. For the righteous fall seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. So, Maybe you keep like you feel like you just keep falling down in your own sin. Maybe that's what you're struggling with. Maybe you just feel like you want to give up and say, you know, I'm just going to keep sinning. It's not worth trying. Well, the righteous fall seven times and rise again. Keep saying that to yourself. You know, Jesus, when he was carrying the cross up to Calvary, he fell. He got back up again. So don't give up and, and, and know that, you know, the race is going to be over and the race is worth running. I love what you said. Uh, what was the scripture verse that you read that we're not crushed? Uh, we're, we're afflicted in, in every way, but not crushed. We're afflicted in every way, but yeah. not crushed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I really feel that in my own life right now. Yeah. Um, right now, we are going through a very um, difficult time. Um, when we got married, we really wanted to have children and it's always been a dream of mine to be a mother and 
after a year of not being able to conceive, um, I went to a fertility clinic and the doctor told me that it's very likely that I have a syndrome called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I did more testing and um, they found that I have um, insulin resistance in my blood. So I've had to change my diet and I've had to um, go on medicine. And right now it's just scary because I don't know if I'll ever be able to be a mother. And that's really scary. But I trust and I, I trust that God allows this for some reason. He allows us to go through difficult times. He allows us to to be in the dark and he's with us during this time and even if he does not give us what we truly want the one thing we truly want we know he's always still so good and we just keep trusting and it continues to to make our marriage stronger because the love that you've showed me jake the support you've given me has helped me so much through this time and i know it could it could really put a strain on our marriage but it doesn't but it's closer it's brought us so much closer and i know and i trust that god has a reason for all this and he loves us so much he's good he's good no, that was really brave of you to share, babe. And uh, you've been so strong through it all. And you've been the one to have to go through all of the difficult uh, blood tests. And, you know, the we're taking like an NFP class now together. And so you've been really pouring yourself into that. So um, you've been so strong through it. And I'm so proud of you and how you've been handling it because you've been uh, just so saintly through it all, you know, just like St. Mother Teresa. So, um, Thank you. but yeah, I mean, if you, if you can, as listeners pray for us, uh, in our journey and we'll continue to talk more about it. Um, I, if I can share this too, I think the thing that's been like really frustrating for me, um, but maybe the good that's come out of like suffering, you know, in this regard for me is that it's made me more pro-life mm-hmm. for sure. Like, I mean, I've always been pro-life. I've always been for the rights of the unborn, but I'm like so much more so now because it's taught me that life is truly a gift and life is not something that is meant to be assumed or uh, meant to be taken advantage of, or it's not even something that we should expect because God gives, you know, a child to a couple and, and it's a gift. It's not something like, that's just, you know, oh, yeah, like, you know, whatever, we're going to have a kid, great, you know. Or, like, sadly, there in our culture, we have this idea that, like, well, if I don't want to have a kid right now, I don't have to have a kid. But if we see, you know, even in the suffering of, you know, parenting, like getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to help your kid who's crying, if we see the joy even in that suffering, how would that change us as a culture? You know, mm-hmm. how would we start to see 
life is not an impediment, but rather uh, a source of, of hope and, and light for, you know, the world and just to see the face of God on every newborn. So it's made me so much more pro-life and so much more convicted in that. And um, if, if, if that's something that maybe you can relate to, you know, I don't know, but um, I just know for certain that, you know, in, in this cultural tide right now where so many people think that life is a choice, it's not. Life is a gift. Yeah. And I think you're so right that um, the spirit of abortion, a lot of it is fear of suffering. And right. a lot of people don't realize that sometimes suffering is a part of life and it can have, it can have meaning. Yeah, th- there's meaning in suffering. But I think the reason abortion has really had such a hook, line, and sink in this culture is because of the fact that people don't want suffering. Mm-hmm. People want immediate gratification and they want, you know, pleasure on their terms. Yeah. But again, like, we can't take suffering out of life, no matter how hard we try. And and we're not here to condemn people who have had abortions. No. But we, we care about women and we care about people. Um, so maybe like there's someone listening who's had an abortion. Well, you know, our heart breaks for you because we know how much suffering that is yeah. afterwards. Like, oh, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of great, great nonprofit organizations like Rachel's Vineyard. I would recommend you check Rachel's Vineyard out. They have a post-abortive healing and, um, you know, there's a lot of great ones. Project Rachel is another one. So we're, we're not here to condemn anyone, but we just want to offer this as an insight maybe to just consider that, you know, I know like suffering can be so difficult. It can be so gut-wrenching. But when you look back, you see the good in it. You yeah. see that God used that suffering. Mm-hmm. And in whatever way that was, I don't know. But every single life has value. Every life has meaning. And sometimes the more suffering we have, the closer we get to God and the closer we get to heaven. Based on truth, beauty, and goodness, how many truth pop points would you give this song? So the song, I'm Not Giving Up from Andy Grammer, uh, I think it's a fantastic song. I'm going to give it a 10. Oh, yeah. It's like I, the first time I've given a song a 10, but I'm going to do it. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> fantastic song, yeah. I'm going to give it a 9.5. 9.5? I just think it's so amazing. It's... So simple yet profound. Yeah, and if you want to give us your feedback on the song, uh, feel free to do that. You know, on Facebook, Twitter. You know, we are here for you. If if you need prayer, we would love to he- uh, be there for you and pray for you. So don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we're not going to share your information with anyone if you don't want us to. But you can email us anytime. It's truthpopproductions at gmail dot com. And again, like I said, Facebook, Twitter, great ways to reach out as well. Always here for you. We're walking through this journey together. We know that, you know, when we see Jesus face to face someday, all those tears are going to be wiped away. All the sadness, it's going to diminish. And we're going to look back and say, yep, that was worth it. This is Truth Pop.